Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Today I am connecting to Portugal. This is where Susana currently is. Susana is on a vacation and she is a life and career coach. She worked for more than 15 years in the corporate world. And even she was working for incredible brands and great companies. She decided to leave her job and to live her life by design. Hello, Susana. I'm thankful you're here today. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what sparked you to leave the corporate world, even if it was kind of cool, right, for you? Absolutely. Thank you, um, Ivanka. So, yeah, my name is Susanna Kenyon-Muir. I am English and German, even though my accent doesn't kind of uh, show that. I was born and raised in Singapore, And that, after high school, brought me to Australia, just to add another country to the mix. And that's where I started my journey in the corporate world. So I, as you said, have worked in corporate for about 17 years uh, across Australia, Asia, and the UK. And working in, in the IT and technology industry, uh, mostly in sales and customer facing, so customer success roles. And quite honestly, I've had a great career. I've loved a lot of parts of it. I've loved the travel. I've loved what I've learned. I've loved the skills that I've developed over the years. And so I'm super grateful. But I always remember when I was in Australia early in my career, and I can I can visualize the the time where I I had this thought and I was in Sydney in a neighborhood visiting a friend and her husband was a neurosurgeon and I remember thinking it's so clear cut for some people like what their purpose is but for me I even though I loved tech at the time and I loved what I did in the back of my mind, I just knew that there was a bigger purpose to, to what I wanted to do in my life. I just didn't know what that was. And so fast forward, I moved to Singapore and, you know, I was there for another seven years after I left Australia. And then I just had this pull to go back to, um, not go back to, to move to the UK, but it was my first time living there. And my parents were living there at the time. And I just, you know, I was working for a number of different tech companies, one that got acquired. And and the more that I, I remember in, in my last role, I just remember thinking, I'm not enjoying this a lot anymore. And I was starting to get into coaching which kind of happened, you know, like a lot of things sort of by chance, but I came across a lady who ended up becoming my coach and I didn't even know what coaching was back then. 
And, and I went on to study coaching and NLP and neuro-linguistic programming, which is all about the mind and body connection. And the more I got into it, the more I loved it. And then I started when I was at Salesforce, which is one of the tech companies I worked for, I started coaching people on the side and seeing their transformation was just such a highlight for me. And, you know, I remember seeing, you know, one of my kind of uh, clients or someone that I was supporting at the time. And when I asked for feedback, you know, a year later, you know, he started tearing up and was like, you've had such a big impact on my life. And I remember at that moment thinking to myself, this is my purpose. This is what I want to do. And, you know, I think to answer your question, it was an amalgamation of a number of things that led me to leave my job. It wasn't like just one thing, but I would say it was very much a gut instinct that I had to do this. And so about a year and a half ago, I started getting more into coaching and I was, uh, I went into business with a, an old partner of mine and we started creating a journal and, and the more I did this, the more I had this creative energy that was wanting to create something of my own, right? And I've always been, I think, a creative person, but I felt like being in my day job was, I I always tell the story, like I felt like I was stuck in a box mm-hmm. and my creativity was stifled. And there was so much that I felt like I had to give and so much I wanted to express and to do and and really ultimately live in alignment with my desires and what you know, what was important to me. And so it really was a journey of self-discovery, you know, understanding my values, what was important to me. And then, you know, I think sometimes when you go through a traumatic event in your life, and I think, you know, you and I spoke about it, but last year, my, my mom went through cancer and being a primary caretaker and going through all of that, and then her passing away in December really shines a, um, a lens or shines a lens on, on what's important to you and that time is precious. And so I had this, you know, desire to do my own thing. I had this creative energy. I was loving writing content and starting this pod, uh, starting my own podcast last year. And then, you know, what my mom went through and I just was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to find myself in a situation in 10 years time, 20 years time and look back and go, I just wasted my time doing something I didn't love. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And so to answer your question, like that was my, my reason, you know, I think at the end of last year. I just knew that I wanted to go and and do what was right for me. And so it's not that I have any like grudge or anything against, you know, the corporate world. And, you know, I'm still very much involved from an advisory perspective and working with corporates myself as a coach now, but I just wanted to do my own thing and be able Mm -hmm. to create travel. And um, as you said, I'm in Portugal now and, I was in Thailand for two months like you and uh, then I was in Greece and I'm going to Mexico now. So it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing, Susanna. 
I just would like to point out shortly when we speak about leaving the nine to five, right? That most of the people are fed up in a way of being unhappy and just not wanting to be there anymore for whatever reason. But usually it's being put quite negative. And then also, like when you tell someone, I want to, you know, leave my uh, job because I don't like it anymore. It's horrible. My boss, whatever it is, people understand easily, right? That you are like, okay, I'm going to leave this safe ship and I'm going to do something on my own because I can't anymore. Whereas I have the feeling when people are in a good position and actually kind of enjoying what they are doing uh, and yet trying or find that they are looking for a deeper purpose in life, that this is being judged nowadays because it's demanding. It's like, why aren't you just happy where you are right now? Look at you it's going so well, why would you leave something that is going well, right? I mean, there are all kind of, um, you know, uh, noises that come around. Have you ever been in this situation? Have you experienced that? Yeah, and it's a really interesting point because, like you said, I don't think it's a reason for people to leave the corporate world in order to find their purpose and do what they desire. I think there's a gap in companies for really taking care of employees and understanding what is important to them, making them feel valued, giving them a place to grow, to develop, to feel heard, and to develop their sense of purpose. It doesn't mean people have to leave the corporate Mm -hmm. nine to five. And it's something that I have witnessed so often in companies where they kind of just miss that mark. And, you know, I speak to people all the time because as you point out at the beginning, I'm a life and career coach. And I speak to people that are looking to leave their job because they don't feel valued, because they don't, you know, they're doing all of the things that they should be doing in their job. And they're, you know, doing projects on the side. They are, you know, creating value for the business. They're meeting their targets but they don't feel like supported by their manager Mm -hmm. or they don't feel like leadership really understands what's important to them or they're not painting a vision that, that inspires the employee towards greater heights. And so they don't see where their career or their growth trajectory is going. And so when that happens, people question what they're doing. And that's why you know, in the UK, I think it was a global thing, but we had the great resignation where after COVID, people really questioned what their their sense of purpose and their belonging. And so mm-hmm. people had so much time to reflect during the pandemic and to go inwards. And if people didn't feel that sense of belonging and they didn't feel inspired, they went and did their own thing. And What's interesting, and you probably see this as well, is that so many people started their own businesses after COVID because, well, why not? And I think people were just sparked with creativity, sparked with a desire to do something meaningful and with purpose. And a lot of people found that in in doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that was quite a hype. Uh, especially in the online world during the pandemic that happened. Quite interesting to watch. 
And as as you said, that people had the time, that suddenly they had the time to reflect, to be quiet. And I think this is also what a lot of people, when we are running our lives, you know, we go to work, we go shopping, we cook, we take care of our families, we meet our friends, we all do and do and do and do until we can't anymore for whatever reason it is either it's like you know you're unhappy you're overwhelmed you get exhausted or just you know not seeing the point anymore of getting up in the morning because what I'm even doing in this job why I'm even cooking for this family who doesn't care for me whatever it is and then we find ourselves in a space of oh and now it happened but we don't allow us a space to reflect to reflect before it happens, to have a little bit of quiet time, to have creative time. And I think this is also what you were missing and you were you went on a journey to discover who you are, who you really are. Would you like to take us a little bit through that and tell us how you went about it? Yeah, sure. Wow, it's it's um you know who who I am is and it's funny, this is also my uh, my branding, uh, my my company, but um, it really started at the age of 13. And I remember it as well, because I was in boarding school in Singapore. And I remember back then I was a very shy girl, very introverted and, you know, a little bit of an oddball, probably still have that streak now, which is I accepted and that's my quirkiness. But back then I, you know, I wondered what made people popular and have friends versus other people. And so I started questioning myself and patterns and wondering from a psychology perspective, like what made people the way they are. And so this this thread has kind of carried throughout my life where I've just become very introspective and tried to understand why I'm the way I am. And so fast forward, I guess, through, you know, moving countries and then moving to the UK six or seven years ago, when I mentioned I met my first coach, the reason why I started working with her was because I remember thinking, you know, I was in my early 30s and I felt like, Everyone around me was settling down. I wanted to settle down. I wanted to, well, I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to feel rooted. And mm-hmm. I hadn't really entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've lived, I had traveled the world. I had been up until that point on a visa pretty much my entire life. And I just wanted to feel belonging and stability. And I wanted to buy a home and eventually have a family, be closer to my family. But I realized that I had these patterns in my life that were not serving. These patterns that showed up in my relationships, these patterns that showed up at work, you know, aggression, feeling victim victimized all the time. But I had no awareness of this initially. And it was funny because I was a very, uh, you know, career-driven, assertive person. But the one area in my life that I kind of like couldn't really understand was like my romantic and also my other relationships with my parents and so forth. So yeah, it was just, I I think that was the beginning of me trying to understand who I am. And I don't know if you relate to this, but I feel like the, 
that quest of self-discovery is is always a continuing journey, right? There are always mm-hmm. like things that happen in your life and triggers or situations that are uncomfortable or trauma or whatnot or breakups. And for me, those have been my biggest lessons and have taught me so much about myself that gives me the awareness of who I am. And therefore, I'm a big believer that like you, you can create and design your life according to who you are and what you want. And, and, you know, the beauty of life is that you get to choose and you get to be intentional. And a lot of the time that choice comes from an awareness of what it is that you want. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of been my journey and I'm constantly learning new things about myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a never ending journey and it can be a very beautiful and expansive experience if we allow that and if we allow to choose for our lives, if we, as I said, allow space for any kind of development or growth. And I can imagine, as you you, said, you mentioned, you were a career-driven woman. And I can imagine back then in the corporate world that there was also not much space for you for spirituality, for reflection time, right? It was just, you know, a different focus probably. Was that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think people are really, you're never, you know, you're taught a lot about IQ, Mm-hmm. in school, in university, in courses, but not the EQ, not the emotional intelligence, the the social skills or the self-awareness. I mean, emotional intelligence is all about, you know, self-awareness, understanding yourself, skills to communicate more effectively, but you don't learn that. And the thing is, in my experience, you only come to learn about yourself most of the time when you go through something difficult. Mm-hmm. When there is uh, a breakup, a loss, or some sort of challenging situation that makes you question why, and that makes you go inwards. And it's only when you've had that kind of like enlightenment or spiritual enlightenment that you sort of start to really understand who you are. But you make a good point or you've made me think, you know, it would be so, I think companies are getting better at this, like some of the more advanced companies, the ones that promote a culture of um, self-awareness. But I think there's a lot of room for improvement to to help people, you know, reflect on themselves and really get to know who they are. And I think I, I have seen a few companies that really embody this kind of mindset where, you know, they do off-sites and retreats or they do workshops or, you know, they they really invest in the employee to help them on their journey so it doesn't feel like it's all an academic or revenue generating kind of exercise yeah I see that coming more and more it was missing at a time where I was in corporate what have we had I remember the last company I was working for in Vienna they did have coaches but it was only for the higher levels only CEOs had coaches and managers but yeah I see that growing there is of course improvement not only in the companies but as well in our society I have the feeling as you say that emotional intelligence was really something that 
I don't know how many people know this term, like that was something that you don't learn it in school. It's not enhanced. It's not really supported. And therefore, not in most families either. If people, if like I grew up in a very, you know, I would say almost conservative uh, family where you live accordingly up to every rule that society places for you, right? And there was, I can really relate to this. There was no space for any, or there was no awareness that these things like, you know, personal development exist. And that is actually a cool thing. And I had to discover this myself. And a lot of people go through that. And now I have the feeling it's getting more and more and more and exciting. And I think this is where life starts being fun when you can get out of that cage of I have to there I don't know your experience but I would love to hear is people also have difficulties sharing or expressing or maybe feeling and knowing what they really want because Mm. I don't know if you see that it's always being put as I need they're acting from a I should need or I should exactly yeah I should or I have to but I need right and then they like especially women say but yeah but I feel so greedy when I say this right I feel like I you know why I'm deserving more than my sister why I should have more than my neighbor or anybody else in this place however this is for me an act out of scarcity like if you need something that means that you're taking away something from somebody else from it mm-hmm. right but wherever if we are able to say what we want and we can create it that all of a sudden you don't have to explain why you want it because you're not taking away from anybody else you're just creating your own because you want it but i have the feeling that people are either afraid or whatever it is to express their wants do you see that mm-hmm. as well yeah i think I, I definitely hear a lot of people, and I think more so this is something that women experience. Yeah, I hear it with both, where they they think they should do something and there's societal pressures that have stemmed from either their childhood or cultural beliefs or their upbringing that has instilled a belief that they should go down a certain path. They should get a you know, corporate career, or they should get a stable job, you know, I mean, my parents also were of that belief. And the thing is, that's the belief that was passed down to them. And, you know, certain cultures promote certain environments or having children at an early age, or having a male child or number of children, how much money you should have, and happiness equals money. And so the thing is, we are almost running on autopilot because 95% of our brain is subconscious and which is therefore running on autopilot. And so unless you become aware of the beliefs that you have in your mind and these imprints of social conditioning, you will make those same patterns again and again and so people just think, you know, and you're kind of just reacting to life. And so people think, you know, it's funny, I spoke to a lady the other day in her mid thirties and, you know, in 
working in the corporate space and she doesn't even know how she got to where she is. And this happens so often and it's because life happens and so many people are just not taking the time to what you said earlier to sit down and reflect and and question themselves and question, is this really what I want? Is this what I want or am I doing this because I feel pressure from my parents or my spouse or my friends, you know, and it's such a great and powerful exercise to really connect with, is this what I want? And Mm -hmm. not people pleasing necessarily. There's, there's a really fun exercise that I came across at a women's retreat I did a few years ago. And it was, you know, if you were a bad girl, what would you do tomorrow? And the idea is, to strip away the expectations that sometimes women feel they have, you know, in their life. And also because we tend to be people pleasers and nurturers. And so if you stripped all of that away, what do you want to do? What, and what does that look like? And getting creative with that whole process of feeling inspired by what your life could look like, and then taking that first step forward and then just keep going after that next good feeling and doing the things that you love and not what other people are telling you to do. I think this is a great exercise. Let me repeat it <laughs> for everybody. What would you do tomorrow if you would be a bad girl? This is so good because this is exactly what it leaves behind. If we um, even think of creating something on our own or not follow all plans and yeah associations or whatever it is how it should be done or how it's done like my mom did it and your grandmother did it and whoever did it right we all did it that we don't even dare to think differently because it makes us feel bad and I think this is quite a uh, yeah heaviness on us still that is out there that yeah as well you Susanna are working with people to eliminate it from people's life and make them happy so they can live by their design thank you for this wisdom you just shared I really really loved it I will remember that (laughs) and to I would like to ask you my favorite question what do people misunderstand the most about you I think the, the first thing that pops into my mind is that just because I am career driven and successful and this applies to other people too, but I speak about myself, that doesn't mean that I'm always okay. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's a misconception that strong women are strong and they can get through this. But, you know, like last year, if anything taught me, like, you know, it's, it's, I also, as much as I am strong and career driven and independent, and I've done a lot of things in my life and I've gotten through things, there is also, you know, I I also like being taken care of and I sometimes do struggle and it's not always easy. And, you know, the picture you see or the pictures you see on social media, most, you know, you've got to be careful like how you interpret something, right? Because it's mm-hmm. not always rosy. And so I do try to share things that are candid and vulnerable and open and but, you know, this is also a lesson for me, right? And I, I I talk a lot about the concept of feminine and masculine energy. And, you know, the feminine is receiving and being and 
being open to getting help. And so these are lessons for me. But I think that's probably the 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 biggest misconception that I'm always okay. I'm not I'm not here to say like I'm uh, you know <laughs> not doing well or anything, but I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things, like, and this maybe applies to other people that other strong women or men. It's always good to check in with your friends and 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 see you know how they're they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think that sums it quite. It's a good summary of how strong successful people are perceived sometimes that you can be only successful if you you know you just be strong and unshakable however there are moments where we also face times where we are tired need a hug or just feel like crying because something didn't go the way it should have been going and i think it's very human to also be allowed to express yourself And I really love Mm -hmm. that you are mentioning this and sharing this with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it's okay to not be okay. And there's a saying I came across once, uh, which was the most successful people are also the most sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm a very sensitive person or I am a sensitive person. Questionable whether you want to put me in the very successful, but I am sensitive. and, and, And I think actually sensitivity is a strength. And there has been a stigma or a perception that sensitive people are weak people. But I think... There's a book I read recently. I think sensitivity is the new black. It was all just about like embracing sensitivity because, you know, it's it's a strength and it's self-awareness and yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I am very sensitive too. And I, I exactly know what you talk about. Susanna, people want to connect with you. Where can we find you? Sure. So I'm on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. Instagram, my name is the Who Am I Coach, and that's also my website. So www.thewhoamicoach.com. Um, LinkedIn is Susanna Kenyon Muir. It's probably a hard one to spell. Uh, I'll spell it quickly. So it's S U S A N A, and then K E N Y O N hyphen M U I R. I will put it in the show notes so people, like if somebody doesn't have a pen ready right now, they can easily just click and find you. And you are currently planning something very, very nice, which I would love to have you share about. What is that? Yes. So um, I am launching and co-hosting a retreat in Thailand, in Phuket, uh, in the south of Phuket, which is kind of like a wellness mecca. Um, with a lovely Dutch lady who owns this beautiful wellness retreat um, there called Lansabai. So we are co-hosting a seven-night, eight-day retreat for empowered women that want to make a change in their life and put themselves first to discover their true purpose and work through anything that is holding them back. So I have been an avid retreat goer for years. I love retreats, all types of retreats from wellness, fitness, yoga transformational so this is kind of bringing a lot of that together but really focusing on you know you as an individual and transforming and putting yourself first and uh, it's a real mind body soul experience so i'll send you the details and yes, then you can add it to the show notes. but yeah it's basically on my website if you want to have a look yeah thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us susanna it was a pleasure to have you on my show thank you so much Monka. 
Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, ums and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.